Abstract Athlete Podcast, where art and sports collide. Welcome, everyone. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Very much appreciate all of our listeners and sponsors for all of your incredible support questions or comments please send it to info at the abstractathlete.com remember to check out the other podcasts on the abstract athlete network the abstract doctors podcast and one man's ethos the tony mandridge podcast stop by our website the abstractathlete.com and follow us on all of our social media outlets for updates and news really stoked about the podcast today as i get to speak with artist creator fly fisherman and former bmx champion casey badger make sure to follow casey on instagram at casey badger he is also a brand ambassador for topo designs so make sure to check out topodesigns.com and thank you to casey's friends from the band huckleberry for providing music for today's episode let's welcome casey badger all the faces and boxes fell asleep in the pop to just to see what everybody said. Boom! They're changing their clothes. <laughs> Work it. Hey, hey. Um, um, can you hear the people doing yard work? Is that... No, I can't. Okay, cool. I mean, it's like right outside of my window, so I didn't. No, I don't. I don't hear anything. Where, you're, cool. you're in Portland, right? Yeah, I'm in Portland. Okay. That's how I know Dean. Um, <laughs> now, yeah, that uh, I also had, I got, uh, by the way, I'm recording. I just start right off the bat. I yeah, that's right. got, I think I got Dean's number from, um, or Dean's connection from Rick Thorne. Right. Um, and then the crate, I don't even remember how the hell I got hold of Rick Thorne, but I actually, this is totally random. I'm like, I'm not even a, a BMXer. I come from the baseball side of the world, but um, you fit in perfectly into what we're doing because of the art and athletics component. But I actually grew up with Todd Lyons. Um, do you know who Todd is? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, he's like so, a childhood hero. Yeah. He, no, I'd like, I grew up with his sister, like we were in high school together and everything. So oh, cool. I've known Todd like, you know, for God, 40 years, 50 years, whatever the hell it is. So it's pretty wild. Um, but thank you. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> his, his name. Um, but thank you for doing this, man. Like, again, like for me, it's just kind of badass to like, I, I get to go in all these different directions and talk to different people. And it's funny as shit to me because I, I just had a guy on uh, a couple weeks ago and his gallerist, who used to be my New York city gallerist, but he makes paintings with fly fishing um, rods. And so he's out on the, in Montana, he sets huh. up like a large, uh, you know, plexiglass surface. He makes yeah. his own flies that are actually paint brushes and he's out there like casting away and shit. So it's like <laughs> your interest in fly fishing, like for me, like you are all over the place in terms of your creativity and athleticism, obviously like you are from the BMX world and a well-known BMXer, but you also have a degree, a fine arts degree. You're an illustrator, a fine artist, uh, an entrepreneur. And then like, you're also a fly fisherman, like, and you tie your own flies. And so like, I think it's just kind of badass that it feels like I've read like multiple articles about you. And it's like, you said something like 
you're interested in things that you don't know or something like paraphrasing, but, but like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you made me sound pretty cool on paper. That <laughs> doesn't seem like that in reality, but <laughs> no, but it's kind of rad, man. Like I actually, I drive out West every summer and for, and my business partner and I just bought land in Montana. Oh, wow. And, and for, um, like right outside of Red Lodge about okay. 20 miles Thanks. out like between Billings and Red Lodge basically. Yeah. yeah. That's and, right where Montana starts getting cool. Huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's what we thought. Uh, yeah. You know, that's why we bought it. But I, I always forget to bring my fly rod when I drive out West and I've literally been driving out West for 20 years. And yeah. I, I just always, I mean, I'm probably just because I'm driving around all the time, but I want to, you know, like I need to bring it this year, especially cause I am going to meet up with, um, with the two people I was just mentioning earlier and yeah. and hopefully be you know throwing some some flies in the water this summer so yeah. but like dude like again like it's it's pretty rad to have you on just because again I, I do think you are just all over the place doing cool shit as far as i'm concerned and whether you think so or not I, i'm gonna say you are um <laughs> but like you, you know i don't i mean i always have problems of where to start with people but like just i you know maybe some background and then we can just start diving into like the separate entities and how you think they overlap or even if you do or do not, then, you know, kind of what we talk about in terms of like having like an athletic world and having, um, you know, a creative world and and kind of meshing the two. Um, yeah, I guess what, what history do you want? Life history? Oh, hell yeah. Whatever, man. (laughs) Fishing history. Everything. I, I guess they all, they, literally, they all kind of stem from my father. Like, so my dad grew up, so I was born in Utah. My grad, my dad obviously is from Utah. We, um, you know, we moved to Arizona when I was three or something, but my dad grew up as a, like a downhill ski racer, you know? So he was a little bit nuts. He just liked going fast. And then he started racing dirt bikes. And so I learned how to ski when I was three. I got my first dirt bike when I was four you know, and then that kind of progressed into like, we were always outside riding dirt bikes, you know, skiing in the winter, doing whatever we could. That kind of progressed to, you know, I wanted, I loved riding my dirt bike. And I also loved riding my, my bicycle around is a very cliche story in BMX that a lot of us from our time period watched the movie rad and decided that we were going to be BMX racers. And so I did that. I rented rad. I was, seven i believe and so then i went to my dad like hey you know like i want to race bmx bikes and he's like awesome that's a lot cheaper than racing dirt bikes like we can 100 do that you know like so he you know took it upon himself and he found a track you know growing up in arizona was a perfect place for that is that you know the american bicycle association which is at the time was the bigger there were two racing like there was an mbl which is mostly east coast and then the aba which was West coast was centered in Chandler. So we had a track in Chandler. And so my dad found that, you know, the next weekend we went racing. I was actually, I was eight, sorry. Um, but yeah, I did that right around that same time period. We would go camping and fishing in the white mountains of Eastern Arizona. I being kind of a hyper kid, I couldn't just sit there and stare at a bobber on the bank and wait for the fish to eat my dad fly fished he kind of he kind of picked up fly fishing on his own that it was like 
I think it was the, probably the same to him. There's a lot more to learn. There's a lot more to do. You're constantly doing something with fly fishing as opposed to like, you know, fishing a bobber with, with a worm or even throwing a spinner with a, with a spinning rod, you know, like, and I think that that's what was attractive to him about it. And there is that side of tying flies and you're, you're a lot more connected to the sport. Right. So my dad learned all of that and me being the hyper kid, he's like, well, I can't make you sit on the bank while I'm out here doing this. So he taught me how to fly fish when I was, I was like seven or eight. So it's about the same time that I started racing. Um, but yeah, you know, like throughout my childhood, we did that. Like we were either traveling to races, like there was a couple tracks in Phoenix. Once I got into my teens, we started going to nationals and stuff more because I was, I got a little bit better and a little bit more competitive at it, but we never really stopped going fly fishing as well. Like my dad's favorite place was this place called Lee's Ferry, which is basically the very start of the grand canyon underneath underneath lake powell yep we would go there in the winters more so because it's so hot there in the summers and in the summers we would go east to eastern arizona which looks a lot like montana like it is show photos and people go that's montana and you're like no that's eastern arizona no one ever understands you know like (laughs) People think of Arizona that it all looks like Phoenix, which yeah, yeah. yeah. I was actually just I was just in Phoenix two weeks ago, and I'm going back in two more weeks. So oh wow, yeah, it's different, but I still miss it from time to time. (laughs) That's that sprawl is actually is insane to me. How big Phoenix, and it just feels like it's nonstop. Right, keep growing. I know, and my wife and I go back. We go back for winter to escape the rain but we stay with my mom and she moved to like as far away West as that you can. And, you know, I'm from, I grew up in Scottsdale and then went to college in Tempe. So that's where everybody that I know still is, you know? So it's like an hour drive through suburban sprawl to get to my mom's house to see her. And I'm like, this is insane. (laughs) No, I just, I I have a sister that lives in surprise. Yeah. That's like, that's the side of town where my mom lives. Okay. On city West, which is right there. Yeah. And then we, we're doing a, like an exhibition in um, like Paradise Valley. And it's like, yeah. yeah, it's like a half an hour, 40 minutes. Not that I did it this time, but I did it over, <laughs> the, over the break. Um, yeah. I drove from Richmond. I drove out artwork to Arizona um, just because it's way cheaper to get it there. Yeah. than. <laughs> and I, I, I love driving as I've kind of in, yeah. alluded to that. It's like that. Uh, it, it, but you did like you grew up in such a, I mean, Utah, Utah, I think, is like maybe the most beautiful state. I I, I, I believe so too. I, you know, I think, you know, I, it kind of does the same as Arizona that it changes so much that it kind of what draws you. you get it, you get whatever you want out of it. You know, obviously yep. there's no beach, but there's close. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm more of a mountain person, anyway. So I, I just, I just right. think it's the the views out there. But you live in a cool ass city too. Um, and you, you bounced back and forth between Seattle and Portland for a while, right? Um, no, I, I, well, I lived in Seattle for like six months ish, okay, eight months. And that was kind of a weird transitional time in my life. Like I just graduated college. My girlfriend at the time lived up there. I tried it. I didn't, it didn't stick, you know, like I missed Arizona and I missed I, I wasn't ready to grow up and I wasn't ready to grow up in that city. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. I needed, 
to be around more people than what I, the community that I had in Washington and in bike riding community and, you know, art friends and all that stuff. I was, I was missing all of that. Like I went from hustle and bustle of having that huge community around me to not having anything and starting over basically. And I had a couple of bike friends, but it was different, you know, like, and yeah, I don't know, just at that time in my life, just Seattle didn't work, but weirdly before that, And then after that, I used to move to Portland in the summers between, you know, I'd come out as soon as, you know, basically I would take my final from college and I would drive to Portland and I'd be here and I'd usually miss the first week or two of college (laughs) getting back, you know, like, and so I did that for a long time. And, and then I did that again after for a few years. So I probably spent six or seven summers in Portland, just coming out and riding bikes. And, you know, we lived in a, they, you know, a BMX house where we had eight or nine people that lived in one house and my rent was 80 bucks. And we woke up, went to the skate park, you know, came home, went to the bar, rinse and repeat for (laughs) three and a half months. You know, like I remember those days. Yeah. Right. There was no bike riding for me, but there was, (laughs) there was the bar. I used to sing in bands too. So like, yeah, it was definitely, definitely that whole, that whole vibe, man. It's yeah, weird. It it's weird. It's, it's weird. Like I think that you're you're younger than me, but you still probably caught like the end of those those days of going out and seeing bands and going to bars. It seems like that's just not as prevalent. Obviously, COVID's a different world, but like even before right. that, it just seemed like that kind of vibe kind of disappeared. Maybe it's maybe it's just where I'm at. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. I think like I still love going to shows. I do too. Love going to shows yeah, yeah, <laughs> going yeah. on friday which i think will be interesting it's been so long um but yeah like i think that maybe we i don't know what kids do now you know like yeah. i feel weird like i'm the old guy saying this <laughs> but like i don't I'm just far enough removed that i don't i, I don't see I'm a, I'm a, i spend all my off time going to the rivers and lakes i'm a professor so i'm around the youths all the time all right so it's it's pretty it's pretty wild um yeah. and art school like art school to me has changed. Like, did you ever think about going to, to get a master's degree? Was that, um, I did right when I was graduating in that. I think my motivation was to teach. Yeah. Right. Like I didn't know what the hell I was going to do with this art degree. Like I kind of fell into an art degree out of lack of not wanting to go to school for anything else. And I think at the time, like my interests in education hadn't developed as much as they would be now. I, if that makes any sense. Like, you know, the things that I found terribly boring then are interesting now. Right. Like art history was the bane of my art school existence, but now I'm like, I wish, (laughs) I wish I would go virtually high five on that one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. You know, I just wanted to make the art. I didn't want to learn about the people that made it before me, which is, ironic because that's what art is is going on what someone else before you has done but um yeah i mean i lost my train of thought i guess (laughs) Um, oh going to get a master's degree oh master's degrees yeah i just i just didn't know what i wanted to do so i was like well i get my master's degree and teach that would be cool like i i don't know i think looking back on it now i don't know if i have the patience to teach people 
it's it's i mean that's what i do like besides my my business and, and, yeah. and stuff and and it is hard man like i don't think people that don't do it realize the amount of work like you're a you're a psychologist a psychiatrist you're a teacher you're right. a friend you're a you know and i don't know if that's in other departments but definitely within an art world context it's just it's constant and especially during covid like i feel so fucking bad for these kid like these students it's you know because they're just they've lost a lot of that time and sense of like community and shit um and so i every student has my phone number just because i feel bad which it's a, that which is an, a lot too like i get text messages sometimes at three in the morning and which is cool you know <laughs> yeah in some ways but you're that safe space but. yeah but it's just like i mean like for me again i i went to school late like i I went to school originally and I was playing baseball at Ohio state and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing in school. And so I quit and I started singing in bands and working in record stores and all that shit. And I, I went back to school late, but that art community to me was like so important in how I grew. Like, you know, there's still people I'm friends with 30 years later from my undergraduate school. Right. And, and those like those, you know, three thirty in the morning paint sessions where you're, half drunk and painting sideways and coming up with stupid ass ideas like those you can't replace those moments at least to me and it's just like i do like as a as a teacher now it's like i don't see those things and i you know i get it things evolve like but i don't see those moments um even before the pandemic like i didn't see those things happening as much where students would be interacting and and doing weird shit at you know weird hours and just trying new stuff it's just it's it's different um technology i think has something to do with it um i don't know it's just weird it's you know yeah it's funny with the technology stuff like i i was thinking about that kind of randomly uh, maybe like a month or something ago because my work obviously is art related um I mean, I don't know if you know this, but I work for like a small production agency and I I do basically storyboarding for pitching to clients and some graphic design stuff. But, you know, the majority of stuff I do is on my iPad, you know, I just, because it's, it's so, it makes everything so much faster than, you know, just drawing on paper and then scanning in and going into the computer, whatever, like, but I did like, I, I made a drawing on actual paper with pencils and you know and marker and all these tangible materials and it was like it felt so much different like the process obviously is so much different and I didn't you know I always knew that I loved process like I love the process of art I think that's what I like most about it more so than anything and that's always drawn me to you know I've always liked printmaking things in that nature and you know a little bit more graphic styles too but you know just those tangible art and I didn't realize how much that I missed that you know like even my wife was like you haven't seen you this excited about something that you've done in a long time and I'm like I didn't really realize that I had missed it as much as I did and and it working a different part of your brain and a different you know obviously different problem solving and different you know I didn't know if I was going to be good at it anymore or not because it had been so long like I kind of do think that drawing skills are one of those things that you can lose or you, you forget your shortcuts and you forget yeah, yeah, yeah. little weird little things that you you pick up but yeah it was it was 
I mean, like fun. it's interesting uh, that you say that, like, because again, I read, I've read multiple articles. So I don't remember which one this was from. <laughs> and it, it's like that idea of that, that practice of like drawing, like that literal practice of drawing. And this thing I read that you said, I'm just trying to hold on to the four tricks I still know on a, on a bike, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I do like, do you relate those two things? Cause I, I, I always say one of the, the reasons why art, I, I don't know how to say this, but I'm so, I'm so disciplined from my athletic background. I, I attack my art practice. Like I did my athletic practice and so like i'm dedicated like i wake up every day I'll, I'll physically work out but i'm also in my studio every day because i want to keep those muscles you know the brain muscles or yeah the physical muscles do you like do you have that kind of relationship <laughs> with it yeah no i don't know um i'm not that structured with anything that i do i don't it maybe that's a fault to me like i don't <laughs> nah I do the things that I think are fun, you know, right. like this whole, this whole life journey is, is just chasing what I'm interested in and what's fun to me, you know, like art was super fun to me when I was, I mean, it still is, but and like, what the hell's wrong with that? Like I say yeah. that to students all the time. Enjoy it. Yeah. Just everything about it. And I think that it, it goes beyond the actual physicality of doing the art or riding bikes or now fly fishing, you know, like now I'm at this intersection of all three of them or fighting for me in my time but you know it's the culture that's behind them and it's the the community that you have with them it's everything that's encompassed into one thing so I guess like the practice was just like a you know like a sidebar it just happens inherently because you're you're in those things and you're doing them right like so yeah I don't know I've never been super I need to do this. Like bike riding to me was even when it was my quote unquote job. Like I never thought that I needed to go practice or train to learn tricks. Like I was never a contest guy. I mean, like, like I said, I'm just trying to hold on to my four tricks. Like I really <laughs> did four tricks. I, you know, maybe, maybe through repetition from only doing four tricks, I did those four tricks really the well. Best, I, the I best. The best. I guess, you know, like, and maybe that's what it is. Which is funny to to make the relation to art. And, I think and I'm fly fishing. Of, <laughs> that oh yeah, repetition. Fly, yeah, I mean, if fly fishing's funny, I make that thing that because up here we do a, we do a style of fly fishing called spay casting, which is a two handed rod. It's you know it was invented in in Europe, but we do it out here because there's not a lot of room for back casting. Right, there's trees and everything behind you, so it's a two handed rod style, and there's a bunch of casts like I call them tricks basically you know like you have a, a string of tricks to get your line out and so I relate that and you know fishing for steelhead in present day and edge we're fishing to an endangered species that is dwindling more and more every year sadly yep. this year's actually been pretty good though so that's it's a glimmer of hope um but yeah I mean we're not catching a lot of fish we're we're casting all day we're doing tricks with our fly rod basically <laughs> i say you know like do them over the opposite shoulder that's an opposite <laughs> you know it's, but it's a funny relation but you know back to the only doing four tricks on my bike and art was kind of always different to me that i've never been attached to one style or one medium or i've i've always kind of been interested in learning as many tricks in art is that i could right like painting, drawing, printmaking, you know, 
whatever I could do and, and however I could do it with art was always different. And now like I've kind of been starting to get into photography a little bit. And I think that's just inherent working for a production company. Like I kind of have these toys to I'm around all the time. So I'm interested in it now. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm funny. Like I always think that I, I need to be learning something new or that, that kind of just what interests me is learning new things. But for the most part, I do the same three things that I've done since I was seven, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> maybe I'm learning more. It just evolves. It just evolves. Right. right? It just evolves. <laughs> or they all come back around at the end. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We all go back. We all go back to that. I, that, that, thing that we discovered 20 years ago it just it yeah. just it just happens to have 20 years of of uh evolution that but it's i i think that's i think that's normal for an artist to kind of like return to something or just inherently human to return to something i don't want to say it's comfortable because it's not that <laughs> um yeah, but it, maybe it, maybe there's that, yeah. a little comfort to it yeah <laughs> but i i don't know i think it's I, I don't know i think it's it's just it is one of those because i just noticed i started I'm I'm a painter and I started doing something mm-hmm. that I was doing, you know, 10 years ago, but it's just different, you know, yeah. it has a different feel to yeah, it. Yeah. You look at things differently, yeah. I guess, you age and, and revisiting those same subject matters or conceptual ideas isn't a bad idea. And when it, it's in the art form, I feel funny that I don't think, I don't, I don't think that I do art really anymore other than the one that I just talked about where I like right. actually did art, like, my present day, I feel like I'm just producing things that are, you know, they're, they're not, they're not conceptual really, other than a, a it'll end up in a video at some point. Right. But I don't even come up with those ideas. So I'm just <laughs> translating a written word to a, to a. Is, so it's audio. like fly fishing, your main focus. Should, I, should we say that? Or you decide your job? <laughs> no, I mean, at this point, no, I think I, I've, I've been, in the last two years, I've been writing a lot more and I, and I kind of noticed that it's like helped my mental state more. Like I, I think, you know, up until two years ago, the the previous six or seven years before that, I was definitely like invested in fly fishing and that's all I thought about and all I wanted to do and everything was geared towards that. And, and now I'm kind of trying to find that balance of the things that I you know, just trying to figure out how to make all these things work. My wife is, you know, right before we met, she started fly fishing and now she's a huge, you know, like she's, she is the professional fly fisherman (laughs) of our, of our, you know, like she's the one that has all of the, all of the travel and all of the things that she has to do within the sport. And she has to keep, you know, she has, she has to fish more than I do. Right. Right. Which has actually been kind of fun for me because I was doing that more than I am now too. Like I'm on a fly fishing brand called Reddington. You know, I have a clothing sponsor called Topo designs. I have a sunglass sponsor. You know, we, we have all of these, I have all of these things that I had been putting all of my energy into, you know, creating content for and making a brand and a name for myself within fly fishing. And, and I still am, but it's not my, I I don't even want to say that it was ever my goal. It was just something that I learned how to do from bike riding. And that was my life. And it carried over into fly fishing, right? Like social media stuff is funny because 
you know, for, for us in bikes, that's all we did. And being a professional bike rider, like, yeah, you post, we're riding, this is, this is what we're riding, you know? So I just translated that into fly fishing and that's where the fly fishing brand for myself came from, you know, like. Do people like, do people that you go into fly fishing world know that you were a BMX or are a BMX rider? I think, I think there's a fair amount that do, and there's probably some that don't. You know, you know what I'm know? saying? Cause it's like, it's yeah. you're, again, like you're, you're, you like have this crazy cool triangulation of things you do. To be, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm I saying? I mean, obviously the people that follow me on social media know because I just do the same thing. Like right. whatever I'm doing is what I'm posting. Right. right? You know, like, and it, it'll go like a month or something without a fishing thing and, or, you know, and vice versa, it'll go a month or so without a bike thing or art thing. But you know, that's basically it. But I, I think that a, a lot of people do know that, I used to be a, I used to be a used to could bike rider. <laughs> um, I don't think that a, a lot of, I think it was a surprise to a lot of bike riders when I started showing the fishing stuff that I did that, you know, like, yeah. and it, and it probably from a, from a fishing people perspective, it probably looked like that I just picked up a fly rod and, <laughs> and, and now that's my thing, you know, where that wasn't you know i've been doing it since i was a little kid i'm this weird anomaly that never really had a spinning rod i just had a fly rod yeah but yeah it's it's interesting like it's been interesting in my in my journey through these like you like to put it seems like you like to put all these correlations of how everything is really the same you know like and so when i first and this this journey for me was kind of crazy and that like my professional bmx career was ending and so you know, I had my, I guess my thoughts and my motivations to do things were just shifting into fly fishing naturally. Like I wanted to just, I didn't want to go to the skate park. I didn't want to go pedal around a city. I didn't want to go, you know, ride dirt jumps or build dirt jumps. I just wanted to be on a river or on a lake fishing. And so it transitioned naturally in that like my BMX career kind of ended right as my fly fishing career was starting organically like not i didn't have any sort of you know motivations to have a fly fishing career just how it started to turn out but the similarities between the two were hilarious to me like my first fly fishing trip was i got picked up in a white van from the airport just <laughs> like i would have on a bmx trip you know like instead of instead of packing a bmx bike into a golf bag i used the same bag and put my fly stuff in it you know it was the same travel experience except for it's like de- deja like, vu all over again yeah 100 yeah except for instead of going to like cleveland on a bmx trip i went to you know oregon <laughs> went to a river and floated <laughs> down a river for five days i was like like i just remember thinking in my head i'm like this is the craziest thing that it's it's really the same but like man look where i'm at you know like and, and i always joke that we'd be on a trip somewhere like you know, like I said, like, you know, Pitts, not, nothing against Cleveland or Pittsburgh or something, but you know, like, as long as you I don't like, make fun of Columbus, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Columbus is fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, like middle of America trips and I was always, man, we should have been surfers. Like we could have been in Tahiti right now or Fiji or someplace amazing. And, you know, surfer will probably chime in and be like, you know, it's all, it's all cracked up either. Or maybe it is. I don't know. I can't, <laughs> but yeah, it was always pretty funny, the similarities. And then I think more or less like what 
really stemmed my fly fishing, like getting into the fly fishing industry was all of this random marketing knowledge that I learned from being in the bike world. And, you know, I had signature products and I got to design the art form and, you know, design the frame more. I mean, I didn't do the CAD drawings, but you know, the, the angles and whatever, and all of the marketing stuff and colorways and apparel design. And, you know, we're bike the bike world, BMX world is so small that everybody is so interactive within it. You know, like I feel like the BMX world did so well in the skate world does so well with that. And that like, they, they have team riders for a reason, you know, like they, they want their input. They want them to be as involved as they can. And, and to me, I didn't really know what I was learning, you know, like that's, that's stuff that people go to college for forever to learn all of this stuff. And I just came out of this world and having conversations with, you know, marketing executives being like, they're like, how do you know all this stuff? And I'm like, I don't know how I know this, you know, like, I think I just picked it up along the way. And, and again, it goes back to my personality that like, I think that I love learning these things and, and I'm coherent enough in conversations to, to be learning, you know, and I'm open to these ideas. And so it was really interesting. And I think that that's kind of what happened within fly fishing is having those conversations and, and being like, well, why don't you guys do this? Because this is how we did it there. And this is why it was tangible. And this is why it was successful. And, you know, having those conversations kind of just led into a start of, you know, these relationships within fly fishing. Like I was Reddington's, you know, more or less first, they call them brand ambassadors, but I would just think it as a sponsored athlete. And that was 10 years ago now. And and that was kind of the conversation was like, well, you did this in bikes. Like, do you want to do that with us? You know, like you just fish our product, you post our product, you go on these trips for us. Like, you know, like we'll treat you just like you were in bikes. That had to be a wild ass transition for you. Like, you, like <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, it was, you know, like the same with the same thing happened in bikes, right? Like the first time I ever got a free frame, my mind melt, you know, like, Cause it was never something that I thought like, Hey, I didn't think that I was that good. You know, like the majority of my friends were better than me. Like they did more tricks than me. They went higher than me, whatever, you know, like the same thing in fly fishing. Like, I don't know how in fishing you, you put a skill set worth in, like, you know, it's, it's not on you. It's on the fish more or less. Like <laughs> you can do all of this shit right. And the fish won't eat, or you can do all this stuff wrong and the fish will eat. That's yep. why fishing is so amazing is that, you know, everybody has a chance, you know, and there's this traditionary thing that's in there that ultimately makes the decision for you. Um, so yeah, it's kind of hard to put a worth on that, but I think that like, because I knew, you know, more or less 10 years ago, you know, social media was a bit different than it is now. It was, it was really new in the fly fishing world. Like they I always laughed that, you know, fly fishing was so far behind everybody else because it was ran by, you know, it's, it's main user group then. And, you know, even now is, is an older user group than what it is. But I think that everybody at the same time, about 10 years ago is realizing they needed younger people in it to keep the sport alive. Right. Yep. Makes sense. And so since I, you know, I already came with that skill set of that's what I was doing naturally was social media marketing and whatever, like just, inherently cross over like sure that was attractive to fly fishing industry right. <laughs> i already came with a 
you know, a following. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just so, it, to me, that's like so wild. It's, you know, it's just not that different. It isn't that different, but like, it's, not, that, it's, I, the, same. it's the same thing. It's crazy. It's but the same it's just, thing. It's so different, different world. Like it's so different worlds. Like you think yeah, about from an outside perspective. Yeah, exactly. Is. Exactly. That's what I mean from the outside perspective, but yeah. like internally it's not, it's just, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. I think I learned that more and more about anything in life is how everything is the same. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, no, I totally agree. It doesn't matter what it is. It's, we just try all... to, we try to silo things. Um, oh, of course. Because I think that's, that's why I was, you know, like, especially like in academia, it's like, we always want to put people in silos and, and try to define people. And that's what I get, you know, like one of the things I always talk about on the podcast is every person that we know that we talk to or whatever is more than we think that they're like for an athlete, like you're known as a BMX writer. Well, actually, yes, I am, but I'm also this and I'm also that. And that's what makes me this cool ass rounded person that does yeah. wacky ass shit. And yes, we can talk about connections and, and whatever, but it's like, I just, I don't know. I think that that's like, that's why I think you're so interesting to me is because you have so many different points of connection and relationships and I, I don't know. It's, it, it's just interesting. Like that was this Ben Miller guy that I was mentioning earlier, the fly fisher painting guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he just said it's, you know, he's also a fly fisherman, but he yeah. said like, it's so funny because sometimes I'll be out on the river and, you know, other fly fishermen will come up and start talking to him. And then all of a sudden they realize that he's not fishing. He's actually making yeah. a painting and like how <laughs> weird it is for them to just like, wait, what the hell is going on? And, yeah, but right. yet the, you know, he still has this, this skill set because, because I, I, being a fly, like that's hard as shit, man. And, and for him, like for me, what's so amazing about what he does is like, he'll be out there making a painting and he's making paintings of the river, like his his subject matter is the river. Yeah. And he'll be sitting there throwing this thing for hours. And like the sheer exhaustion that that is for him, like it is I don't know, it's just it's it's pretty it's pretty wild to like think about. Wanna take a short break? Make sure to follow Casey on Instagram at Casey Badger. You can also find him on LinkedIn. Also a reminder to listen to the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge Podcast. Now back to Casey. Like, you're, because again, like you're so varied, like, do you have like people, like you mentioned Todd Lyons that I, or I mentioned him and you said he was somebody you kind of looked up to earlier in life. I mean, do you have those people that you still like consider, you know, inspirations or mentors or blah, blah, blah. Um, or is it just kind of like you doing, you're doing you and just like, you know, people kind of no, float I mean, in I'm and out constantly like. I mean, I think with anything that you get into, you have people that you, you admire people that you, that you'd like to emulate, you know, like, I think all of those things happen. I just, maybe with my three main interests, I have, you know, that many more, you know, and, and they all kind of evolve too, you know, like, it's funny, like, you know, like you said, with bikes, like my 
when I started writing, who I looked up to and emulated was completely different than who that person was at the end. You know, like there's a couple main pillars, like, like I know that you did a podcast with Taj, like Taj is, is he was probably the most influential person to me when I was in my twenties, you know, like he, like he talked about, like he, he kind of put art off, like that's when I was in the middle of art. I knew that he was an artist. Like we had had conversations about art, but him as a bike rider and a personality and everything was like everything that I would have loved to have been wrapped into one person, you know, like he's an incredible artist. He had the best music taste. He rode like I only could dream of writing. Like, you know, like he was one of those people that was, was everything wrapped into one person, you know? And, so he was a big one, you know, and then when you get into fly fishing, like, it's funny to be looking up to people that are significantly <laughs> older than me, right? Like, yep. and that's, and I think that that's, what's really cool about fly fishing is that there is so much history in it, you know, like you can draw inspirations from, you know, the 1600s of when, you know, they were just trying to figure out how to imitate a bug right, right. with whatever they had laying around, you know, and, and, and you, that ta- you tie like, your yeah. own flies don't you yeah i do i don't do it as much as i probably should but it's a i'm spoiled now and that you get some flies and but i definitely tie the flies that i can't buy or you know so that's cool and 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 there is something that feels different and more special about catching a fish on something that you made and there is some creativity in that although for the most part I'm following a pattern that someone else has done, I guess, and maybe adding something else to it. I guess that's not really much different than art or bike riding. So yeah, it's like, that's all the same. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess it's all the same. You start with what someone else has done and you, and you make it your own or different or whatever. Um, But yeah, I mean, those, those people are in every facet of my life, you know, like I think as I'm getting older, I'm more inspired by my close knit group of friends and, inspired by my wife you know and her journey through this and it's been amazing to see that happening and well, and I, I, I would say i mean you mentioned your father like i would say he's got to be up there as well because he gave you those tools and many like many different tools obviously i mean <laughs> yeah. like i it sounds like he was is a, like a, a badass dude like that he has again, like, it sounds like you, like these different skill sets and different interests. And, and I, you know, it's, it's always that willing to do it as well. Like, that's what I think I, in reading about you, what I I found so cool. And I mentioned earlier, it's like, it's like, you don't have like a fear of anything, you know, it's just like, well, fuck, I'm going to try this. Okay. And if I don't like it, I'm, I'll just move on or whatever. And like that, yeah. you know, whether you, you know, you said something like, I just, I don't care about it or whatever. Yeah. That might be true too, but from an outside perspective, it's like, well, God, man, this guy just, he just, he's willing to take that risk. And I'm sure that that plays into being a bike rider. Um, you know, like obviously there's, there's risk in, in, in that risk reward. It's so it's, it's funny to hear you say that because I don't think that I take risks at all. I don't think <laughs> that I, like, I don't really tend to do things that I'm not good at. You know, like, like going back to, I started fly fish. I did all these things from an early age and that's what I continue to do. Like, I don't, yes, I learned new things within those, within those things, but I'm already like at a, 
at a spot where I'm like proficient at it. Right. Right. It is a, it is a semi big scope of things. And, and there's things within those things that kind of branch off and yeah, but like, like I tried to learn how to play the guitar when I broke my leg. I think I tried for like maybe a three weeks, you know, like I was like, well, this didn't stick. I'm not good at it. I have no knowledge of this. Like I'm done, you know, like I'm just talking right. up that I'm not a musical person. So it's, it's, it is funny to hear you say like from an outside perspective, it looks like I'm willing to try. And I, you know, I, I am willing to try something, but I think that there has to be like one of those Maybe it's with maybe it's within your own field. Like, but yeah, it's still yeah, yeah. it's still like I still think that there's something to that because you know, I don't know. I, I I always try to add something new to my paintings, and and again, like yeah, maybe it is like a three week cycle. Like, and I'm a singer, but I and I can fiddle on guitar, but I can't play it. And I I don't know that I. I mean, I guess I'd like to learn because I have so much music in my head, but now I have garage band. I just, fuck, I just do that now where, you know, and I give it to my right. musician friends and let them play the real, the real instruments. But right. it's, I don't know, like it, it, you know, it just, it feels like that from some of the stuff that I've read. It's, and, and it, and it is, maybe it, maybe it is within those, those things that you've done since you were a kid, but it's still that evolution within those fields which i think is still yeah i think that that's what's cool about anything that you know whatever hobby job whatever that we get into i think that everything evolves and there's always something else to learn yep you know and in fly fishing is is that and in, in a microcosm like it it can be as easy and as simple as you know one fly and you just go out and you use one fly or you can go down the rabbit hole of exactly what you need to do and entomology and you know different water columns and levels and temperatures and there's a million fish species to catch on a fly not just trout like it's as big or as small as you want it to be you know and that's and that's really what's amazing for me in that sport is that like it kind of goes back to the like art thing where it's like i don't want to just use one medium i don't want to use you know i more or less use basically it's whatever i'm interested in so been a lot of fish lately Um, (laughs) but you know like fishing is like that like i i don't want to be the person that just catches trout and i never have been you know like fly fishing is it's so much bigger than that it's so much more fun to fish for these things that you know a i my whole reason to fly fish is to get away from people so (laughs) that's that's what i do that's what i do as an artist as like fuck i get to go in my basement and paint get away from right so you know chasing the chasing after the fish that aren't popular is a very easy way to get away from people. <laughs> but yeah, it creates its own challenges. You got to figure out things on your own. And, and that's, what's interesting about, you know, it's a, what's romantic about fly fishing in its own right is that you can do it all on your own. Did you ever, did you ever ride in, in like any like X game type stuff? I didn't ride in the X games. I was never that good. Right. Um, I rode in like some vans, triple crown contest, which oh, cool. turned into the do tour for yeah, yeah. That. Um, those things to me were always funny. Like I wasn't a contest rider. I didn't do crazy tricks. I'd go to those contests because that's where I would see my friends that did that. Yeah. You know, and music. Yeah. And music. Yeah, exactly. You'd, I'd go for the, for the events side of it, you know, everything wrapped up in it. It's a, you know, again, it's an amazing place to see all of those friends that you'd only see at contests. Um, you know, the, 
the Red Bull contests were my favorite ones by far, which is funny because that's now the company I work for is a company that put those uh, those events on. <laughs> um, but those contests were like Red Red Bull contests. You know, maybe more so then than now, were were so special in that they weren't catered for the contest guys. You know, they were they were more for the people that didn't go to contests. That that's what made them attractive. Is that like, you know, the dirt contests to me were the ones that were especially attractive. So there was a contest series called Elevation in Whistler. Oh yeah, which if you've ever been to Whistler, you already know how magical that place is. Yes. So then they stuck in the you know the the biggest dirt jumps that you know the bmx world had ever seen on whistler village during canada day you know it was like this perfect storm of like the craziest thing that we could have ever pictured and it was you know back in the day when red bull literally had no budget they handed us like if you had this wristband on you could go to whatever bar you wanted and it was an open tap you know like it was insane (laughs) like i couldn't have dreamed of a better situation you know like the contest was amazing like it catered more towards you know, the actual trail riders than the contest dudes, even though, as we all learn, those contest dudes can do whatever tricks they want on whatever jump you put in front of them. So they will always come to the top. Uh, but yeah, now going on the other. Yeah contests <laughs> i've never like and i think taj has even said this before like he was different because he was the dude that was good enough that could win all those contests even though he didn't want to be there yeah or he didn't believe in the contest thing like i wanted to be there to have fun like i i remember at a contest it was at woodward west and it was like a i think it was like an x games qualifier or some it was a big deal contest i like drew a line on the thing and i was like if you're not like having fun then you go up there <laughs> we'll be back you know like literally like a line in the sand i don't know i was a little i mean i'm still am a smart ass but i was smart ass for sure then yeah but that's I, I like it goes back to that like you have to enjoy this shit i mean yeah um, right you know like we only got this one time yeah. and and you know not to get too philosophical but it, it is, <laughs> it's it's true it's just like and i think that age it sounds like you were pretty centered on earlier, but I think age for me is like, oh, this, I just, I don't want to do stupid shit anymore. I don't want to talk to stupid fucking people anymore. I just want to like, enjoy what I'm doing, be excited about what I'm doing, be around people that lift me up in cool ways. And like, I just, I, I'm just so tired of like bitter and stupid ass people. I'm just, I'm so, <laughs> I'm just so over it. And, and yeah. so, I don't know. It's just weird. What like, I, This will be a weird question for you, I think, because, and it's something I kind of ask people a lot, but like, what do you, like, what is, what's like a, a 10 year goal? Like, do you have those? Do you like, I mean, it sounds like you're like in, in a cool ass place of doing different things and it doesn't seem like that even is needed. Um, um, but I've never, I've never set goals like that. And maybe that's a character flaw. Um, <laughs> I've always, like I said, just tried to, I mean, I think even like going back to, like you said, my, my father being such an inspiration, like my, my dad was such a person that was like, you know, just do whatever makes you happy. That's going to pay you the most, right? Like 
it might not be a monetary payment, but you, you will get the most out of it. Right. And so my dad passed away when I was 18. And so a lot of that kind of like, it, it made me realize that all really fast, right? Like just losing him at, at that time period in my life and having that foundation of like, do the things that you want to do and have fun and don't get stuck in all the bullshit. Like, cause I would, I would see my dad get stressed out on, obviously he was raising me, you know, there, that's a whole different responsibility factor that kind of changes your life and your 18 is such a it. formative time. Right. <clears throat> People think it's younger than that, but for, for me, it's like 18 was that time period. It's like you're starting, you know, you're potentially going to college. You're like going at, getting out of the house, being on your own. Like, to yeah, have you have a lot off. of life choices. <laughs> you have a lot yeah. of serious life choices to be making at that. So, yeah, I mean, I went to college, obviously, like I knew that that's what he wanted me to do. And that's what my, my mother wanted me to do. She was like, you know, even though you, she was very supportive in whatever I wanted to do, but she was like, you, you do need to go to school because you are going to have to make money at some point. You know, I think now she's still hoping that one day I'm going to make some money. Uh, <laughs> I think my wife is included. I don't know. The 10-year the goal is funny because it's changing. I I haven't lived like a 10-year goal. I've My entire life has gone through like just trying to survive and, and have fun and have life experiences, which, you know, fulfill me. But now it's, I'm getting... I'm getting to an age where like, it would be amazing to own a house. Yeah. It would be amazing to have something to call mine, you know, like, and all of that is kind of coming to a head within like, you know, well, what do I do now? Like, do I need to sit down and get a real job that has more structure and more money behind it and to allow me to do these things or, you know, maybe, maybe it's just structuring what I have currently Cause I do make money, you know, like I have to pay rent. <laughs> like, um, maybe it's just structuring that into a way that I could build a future on it. And it's, it's weird it's growing up, isn't it? Brain. It's fucking yeah, weird. It's, it's fucking I, hard, I just, I actually just bought my first house like seven years ago and I'm older than you. So you still yeah. got time, man. So don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. But it is like, I think it is weird because it, it is, I mean, I think that I, I personally feel like I'm grounded, but I still don't like I, every 10 years or something, I start doing something new, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I love that because I've had, for me, it, it allows me to talk to people in so many different worlds. Like right. I can, I can sit here and talk in baseball, basketball, football world or any kind of sport really. And then I can talk, you know, I was a hard rock singer. Like, you know, we, I can talk music world and blah, blah, blah. I'm a fine artist. I can talk that now I'm an entrepreneur. I can talk. You know, and <laughs> yeah. it's just like, it's that evolution thing that we talked about earlier that I think that, you know, like to stay curious, to stay, to keep evolving and, and yeah, to, right, to move right. forward. I think yeah, motivations change and, yeah. and your interests change because of those motivations and it's all natural. It's just putting it down on paper, or putting it into, putting it into a, like a, a, a goal setting thing is funny. It's, yeah. it's not funny. It's just, it's just so foreign from what I've ever done. 
but it's something that like needs to happen. You know, like <laughs> I, I've been, I know that I've been super lucky and that my whole life is I've never made I'm going to check in on you in a month. Life. And if you don't have these goals, set, <laughs> yeah, fuck, right, you're right. in deep shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I'm coherent and again, enough to like know that I've been super lucky in my life path. Like I've had people come into my life that have, have directed me into these things and have allowed me to have this fucking amazing life that I've had, you know, like I, I can't obviously foresee the future, but you know, at this point I'm incredibly grateful for what I have and have had. And if it all ends tomorrow, then we cross that bridge yeah. and we get there, yeah. you know, that's why I've never been a like, I've never like worried about the idea of dying I mean, we're all, first of all, we're all going to, so who cares, but right. it's just like, I, I'm just going to keep moving forward. And then like, when it happens, it happens. I'm not going to know <laughs> yeah. and, and the people that know me will be sad and whatever, and then they'll die. And who cares? You know, it's just like, <laughs> I don't, I just don't spend a lot of time on that. And it's, no. I, I agree. Like I, you know, life experiences to me. And again, for me, it's just the older I get, the more I'm just really interested in, in how, this thing is an unfolding for me, you know, like I told you, like I've been driving out West now for basically the last 20 years, I'll get in my car at least once a year and drive out there. Yeah. And, and I get to see things that, you know, like I could never have imagined La last summer in Yellowstone watching a wolf chase a coyote <laughs> and then all, it came up, upon a coyote den and then three coyotes started chasing the wolf. And there was yeah. probably like six people there watching this with me. And I'm just like, is this happening? Like, and it's just, <laughs> you know, it's, and even though I took some pictures and I, and whatever, it's wow, still, how'd you get to Yellowstone? with only six people around you. I don't know. Like, I don't know why <laughs> there was not no, like, I just don't know that they realized what was happening. Cause, yeah. and I always just go to Lamar Valley and, um, because that's where all the animals are and that's all I, you know, like I'm interested in landscape and stuff, but like, yeah. I'm just, I'm addicted to watching wolves and it's like, how, like, this is, because it's just like, this is a fucking, what the hell is this thing? Like, and, and it, but it's just, it's like the experiences to me at the end of the day, you can never paint that or take a photograph of it. You can relive that, but it's like, right. what's in your head? Like, again, like thinking about you, like those experiences of being a writer, <laughs> like or those times you're out on the river casting it's like those are the things that make life fucking epic to me yeah you know i think i feel bad because you know i had got to travel so much and I, we still are traveling but you know my wife when we had met had never seen it she's from minnesota she had never seen a mountain until she came to arizona right like and so traveling to her was like, she's like, I want to see everything. I want to do everything. And like, you know, it sounds bad, but I was like, I've already done it <laughs> more so than yeah, exactly. Like I'm the person she's like, well, can we go here? And I'm like, yeah, I've been there. It's okay. You know, but like, <laughs> but you know, like that, that's unfair to her. Like yeah. my experience isn't her experience. Right. Like, and it's, and it's taken me, I mean, I'm still do, I still do that. She'll tell you all day. Like you don't ever want to go anywhere, <laughs> but you know, like it's, that's not for me to tell her, her experience either, you know, and, yep. and we do travel, you know, significantly through the summers. It's funny. We moved to Portland to be gone from Portland in the summer. <laughs> the only time you want to be here. Right. <laughs> but yeah, just like you're saying, like, just, you know, we, we have a camper, we have a trailer camper or a slide in truck bed camper and we 
you know, put it on the truck and we go drive around for a month, a month and a half, you know, and then there's, we're going to run into each other this summer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm being like you, you're welcome to camp on our land in (laughs) in Montana. If you ever, I mean, not that there's not enough BLM land, out there, (laughs) but, but you're totally welcome. We're like two miles from a reservoir. It's, it's just, it's crazy. Like, yeah, Yeah, we drive to, we drive to Minnesota every year and go to her, her family has done a fishing trip for generations on the same lake, which is it's awesome. Cause I don't have family history like that. Like I've never been family oriented like that. Uh, it was just me and my dad, you know, like I, we didn't rarely did stuff with my grandparents, great grandparents. I met a couple times, you know, like that's the extent yep. they have so much family history and it's, and it's awesome to be involved in that. It's so different than what I'm used to. And, and it is really cool to be involved in that, you know, like I, I take a lot from that. Yep. So we drive out there and we go to that. So you know, we take a, we take a week or so to get to Minnesota and then we take, you know, a couple of weeks to get home. And however that route ends up or wherever we end up, the yeah. better this year, <laughs> it's getting pretty nuts with travel. Like my wife is a Ford Bronco ambassador. So she gets a Bronco for a year. Oh, I was going to buy one of those. <laughs> yeah. I, but um, I-, I mean, ironically she signed the contract years ago and we still don't have it because of you know yeah, supply chain supply things but as soon as that thing shows up man we're gonna live in the bronco basically so i was gonna get i was so gonna much. get one of those but um and i got another edge but I, I, the bronco i couldn't carry my bigger paintings in there so i'm just like I yeah can't, it's not functional for me to do that right right i mean i'm excited to have that thing obviously like i can put our truck on you know sleep mode and (laughs) chill and we can travel and but yeah i'm you know i'm i'm nervously excited about how busy we're gonna get she's so busy with with her other brands that she works for already and then to add that on top of it and then to add like some work travel for me and stuff like i i get anxious thinking about how much travel we do have coming up but once I'm in it, it's the, those worries are gone, obviously, you know, like <laughs> that's the best part about traveling is that human, human nature to think about yeah. the shit in front of you. But then when, <laughs> when you're in it, yeah. I yeah. Well, dude, I, you know, the, the, the last question I always have is, um, music, what kind of music do you like? Cause I always either, oh, and, or if you have any friends, whether it's Taj, Taj could donate another song. Um, but somebody that wants to donate music, if not, I usually just kind of write something in a style that, uh, that you're into, um, for, for the, for the episode. I'm trying to think if I still have friends and bands. Um, <laughs> well, they don't have to still be, we can just use their music. I don't care. Yeah, I have, I have, I have stuff that I can, I have friends, old bands that I can send you music in. Yeah, that'd be epic. Um, my personal music is all over the place. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I listen to a lot of rap. I listen to a lot of country. I listen to a lot of the hard rock. You know, like it's it's it depends on yeah, it depends on on my mood. Yeah. You know, like I I feel like I've been listening to slower and mellower music. You're getting as old I go, as my <laughs> as my life slows down. Yeah, I'm not as angsty as I once was. I suppose. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I still. I mean, in more or less, like maybe it's a nostalgia thing. Like I'll still listen to the same bands I did when I was same way 19 to 25. You know, I like, still listen to Soundgarden religiously. Yeah, so, and, <laughs> and 
and was listening to Tool this morning hey. when I was working out. So it's yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a funny one. But... It is. I I, yeah. I always think I because I'm the same way. Like that. I, I used to work in a record store, so I've listened to more music than most people even know exist. Of course, right. music's so different now than it used to be. <laughs> you know, like you had to go somewhere to get it. Now all you have to do is push buttons and you right. own an entire library of every, you know. So it's just crazy. It's a diff- <laughs> I know, right? It, it's great, and it's but it's hard at the same time. It's like it's it's uh it's it's really weird to me because like there's so many more choices now, mm-hmm. and is that good or bad i don't i don't know i don't know the answer to that um because like it's harder to find harder to filter through huh yep absolutely (laughs) where somebody else made a choice back in the day so it's like yeah i do i do kind of miss being forced to listen to an album like in in the order that they put it in and you know I agree. Not being not being able to skip. <laughs> yep, I agree. Well, dude, I you but know I don't do that. <laughs> I, 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 like this is actually I mean this is just a blast because and I'm glad we actually got to do this. I'm glad Dean put us in contact and yeah. Sorry, um, it was such a oh dude hard no thing. no 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 and like I'm serious like if if I'll let you know when I'm when I'm heading out out west if we run into each other on route 90 or whatever like that'd be a blast i don't know if i'll get out to port i was thinking of getting all the way to the west coast this summer um because i do have to go down back down to phoenix to get artwork back from that show we have down there but so i don't know i never usually know what i'm doing except for my business partner lives in colorado so i always know i end up there yeah rather so if you need if you need stuff that you need to want to stop at let me know i've I've yeah. driven a lot of the West. Yeah. <laughs> I just love, I just, I'm already jonesing for it and yeah. like ready to head back out. And I got a new, I got a new zoom lens this, this summer. Um, so I'm ready to. Cool. Just, I was just shopping for one yesterday. I don't think I can pull the plug, but. I, I <laughs> sold a couple paintings and that was my excuse. Cause it was like a $900 lens. Yeah. And I was like, Holy shit. So, I know. Um, but well, dude, yeah, no, I'll, um, I'll send you some, uh, some of this social, I'll put together a couple videos and a couple snapshots and send it to you. And yeah, send me, send me a tune and let me know who it is and I'll put it in, in the episode. And like, yeah. as I said, man, like I just look Wait. forward to staying in touch because this is just, you know, I, you know, like the, the guys that you, I know that, you know, um, are just fucking great guys. And, and so I just, I just, like I said at the beginning, I just like meeting new people that are like-minded and and have that kind of same you know energy and shit so yeah, um, so but yeah no total blast and i appreciate you talking yeah thanks for having me so, yeah brother okay cool, talk be well all right later total blast having casey on the podcast today really a very inspiring guy in terms of all the things that he has done and is doing uh love is kind the kind of way he's seeing he thinks really a badass artist and designer and hopefully in the near future i get to cast a few flies in the river with him again make sure to follow casey on instagram at casey badger a reminder to check out the other podcasts on the abstract athlete network the abstract doctors podcast and one man's ethos the tony mandridge podcast thank you for listening to the abstract athlete podcast stop by our website theabstractathlete.com and our social media outlets for future events and news thanks again we will see you next week and as always do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind stay well out there just mellow out
Everybody in 